ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. This is Orange Nation. All right, Stephen Fonsi, Mario Sacco back with you here on a Wednesday edition of Orange Nation. As promised, we're going to switch gears. We're going to talk some New York Giants football now with our good friend John Schmelk before we get back into that uh, that Syracuse basketball game from last night. John, uh, on the guest line with us. Uh, John, great to talk to you again. How are you today? Hey, what's going on, guys? Good to talk to you. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. Uh, Same to you. Fun time of year. Let's rock and roll. It is a fun time of year, and it's, uh, I mean, that was a fun game, if you're a Giants fan anyway, uh, taking care of the commanders and controversial fashion a little bit. You know, we, we talked about that on Monday's show, the the two big plays, the McLaurin, um, you know, flag on, on the touchdown that got called back, and then, you know, what looked like to many of us uh, pass interference that wasn't called uh, on the fourth down, and, and the Giants get the win. And, uh, you know, I know the Giants will take it, but, John, I'm curious to get your thoughts on those two plays in particular. How, how do you kind of uh, break down what you saw and, and, uh, and, and dissect what you saw on those two plays? Yeah, look, if I was a commander friend, I'd be mad. Um, it looked like Terry McLaurin checked with the guy, and, you know, we don't know if the official said that, yes, you're good, yet, no, you're not. McLaurin said he said, yes, you're good. I guess we'll have to take his word for it. Um, but, yeah, I'd be annoyed about that, and it looked like Darnie Holmes committed passing appearance. So, yeah, if I'm a commander friend, I'd be mad, but I'll say the same thing to them that I said to Giant fans who always get mad at me because, you know, we, we, we do our weekly show on, on Big Blue Kickoff Live on Giants.com every weekday at 1230, and fans always call up and complain about officiating at the end of games. Oh, we got this call. This guy gets called for this guy. This, you know, this guy gets called for that. And my answer is always the same. You have zero control over officiating as a team. You know, you can only worry about what your team is capable of doing and what they can do on the field, and sometimes you have to overcome bad calls. And... Washington had opportunities to do that. They failed the same way the Giants failed in those situations earlier in the year. And I just try not to get hung up on officiating. It's such boring radio as you guys. I mean, what's worse than sitting there for two, three hours and taking calls about the officials all day? It's the worst. So I I, I just say, you know what? Deal with it. Officials are human. They're going to make mistakes, and you're going to have to overcome it, and hopefully you're good enough to do it. Well, for about the last month, I thought the sky was caving in on the Giants, but, you know, one win and, and things look all peachy as far as trying to make the playoffs. Now, realistically, you know, three games left. You got the Vikings, Colts, and, and Eagles. Uh, you know, one win kind of locked things up for the Giants, or, or how do you see this one shaking out down the stretch? Yeah, they're, it's a, you know, to use baseball parlance, their magic number is two. So they need, you know, one win and then, or one win or two wins, or one win and then, you know, one loss from each of the three teams that they're competing with, uh, being Seattle, Washington, and Detroit. So they basically have a two game lead on all three of those teams with three games to go. So they're in the driver's seat, they're in great position. And we'll see where it goes. But yeah, if they win one more game, they're almost definitely in. And frankly, even if they lose out, I think I saw um, 538 had them sold over a 50% chance of making it even if they lose out based on what these other teams' schedules are. So, yeah, the Giants are in a really good position. You know, our producer Jordan brought up a a good question in regard to to this week's game with the Vikings. Knowing that there's a chance that the Giants and Vikings could meet up in that first-round game, does that change the approach at all? for the Giants now that, as you said, they're in the driver's seat, or is it, you know, just do whatever you got to do to get into the playoffs? You're not even thinking about that at, at this point. But, I mean, do you 
hold some things back, hold some cards, you know, to yourself, uh, just in case you see him again in the playoffs. Yeah, I would. Uh, yeah, I had this conversation earlier in the week too, actually, with uh, um, one of our television producers, and my answer was, you don't hold things back, right? You run what you run. You know, show them what you've already done on tape. You know, you don't simplify your offense. You run what you run. But do you break out like those cool gimmicks or gadgets or or counters that you haven't shown anybody yet? No, you don't do that. So that's how I would approach it. Don't don't break out any shiny new toys. But you don't you know go into this game trying to dump things down either. With three games left to play, Saquon over a uh, hundred total yards of offense in the football game against Washington. You know, um, is this? Are there any worries about Barkley coming down the stretch here? Because, you know, obviously everything in the past, or is it, you know, he looked good last week, and that's what we're hoping we're getting from him coming down this stretch run. Yeah, and he had three big runs in the fourth quarter on on one of those, you know, four-minute drives trying to close out the game. He had three straight runs of 10-plus yards, I think 40 yards total. So that almost made up like half his rushing total in the game. Um, And he ran the ball well. I thought his his legs looked fresh. I thought he looked strong. So, no, I don't think there are any concerns with him. I think it's just a matter of other teams ganging up against the run and forcing the Giants to beat him with the pass. And the Giants, frankly, have not been able to do that yet. And they didn't really do it against Washington last week. right? I mean, they scored 20 points in seven came on the Kayvon Thibodeau sack strip for a touchdown. So, you know, the offense is what it is. Teams are going to focus all their energy on stopping Saquon Barkley, and the Giants are going to have to figure out a way to score without him being a dominant player. So so this Giants team has not put up more than 27 points all year, 28 points, whatever it is. Um, yeah. If they go on a playoff run, John, is it going to be because the defense carries them, or is it going to be because you know they, they kind of you know figure things out offensively and they and they are able to put up more points? No, I, I think I think they're going to have to play games. I, actually, funny, it's funny you bring up that style. I went through it the other day, and in all but two games this year, so in whatever it is, uh, 12 of their 14 games, right, um, they've scored between 16 and 24 points. So they have been remarkably, they've been remarkably consistent you know, in that area between 16 and 24 points. That's where they're going to live. They're not suddenly going to magically score a million points and get to 30 regularly. So they're going to have to win games 21-17, 24-20, 23-16. That's how they're going to have to win these games, and that's not going to change. Now, you hope you can get closer to 24 or 26 against the Vikings this week because their defense is no good, and they've given up a ton of points this year, but the Giants' offense just haven't shown that they can consistently generate big plays, which is what the Vikings have had issues with uh, through the air. John, what do you make out of the NFC? I know the Eagles are good. Uh, I can't tell you another team that, that I have confidence in right now. Uh, yeah, look, I think the Eagles are the class of the division. I'm looking forward to seeing them play Dallas on Christmas Eve. Uh, I would imagine Jalen Hurts probably not going to play in that game. I'm still looking forward to the game. I think that'll be a fun matchup. Uh, I think Dallas is still really good. You know, Trevor Lawrence is hot. The injuries in their secondary, you know, Anthony Brown tore his Achilles, and, you know, Jordan Lewis got hurt, and they've been having to play Kelvin Joseph, who's been a disaster. Uh, but I still think Dallas's defense is very good, and I think their offense is good. I think they will be a challenge in the postseason. And then I think the 49ers are still a really talented team. So I think those are the two teams that are the next class down from Philly, but only a small step down at this point. And then I think you have the Vikings, and then I think you have kind of the rest of the crew. So, yeah, I think I think those are the three teams. Like, would it surprise me if any one of those three teams, Dallas, San Francisco, or Philly, were in the Super Bowl? It wouldn't. Which of those three do, do the Giants match up the best against? 
Hmm, that's a good question. Um, the Giants are going to struggle against teams that can score a lot of points because the Giants, are too, you know, to your previous question, just don't score a lot. So uh, the, the Eagles are a bad matchup for them. I think Dallas is a bad matchup for them. I think against a team like the 49ers, even though their defense is maybe the best in the league or top three, top five, however you want to classify it, they'd have trouble scoring points against them. I feel like the 49ers offense with Brock Purdy, though they have a bunch of weapons and Christian McCaffrey's excellent, um, maybe they could keep them in that 24-point area and, and stay in a game. So I'd say maybe the 49ers, but I, I don't really like any of those three matchups, to be quite honest with you. All right, John. Uh, great stuff as always. Uh, a tough way to close out the year for the Giants uh, at the Vikings. Then they do have the Colts on New Year's Day, and then at Philly to to close things out. Uh, New Year or uh, Christmas Eve, rather, one o'clock kick between the Giants and Minnesota. Uh, as you started this interview, uh, happy holidays to, to you and your family, John. And we'll uh, we'll do it again soon. You guys as well. It should be a fun game on Sunday. Vikings can move the ball and score points. Giants secondary still banged up. I wouldn't think Adoree Jackson or Xavier McKinney, by the way, are going to play this week against Justin Jefferson. So uh, that's going to be a fun challenge as the Giants can slow down that Vikings passing attack. Have a great holiday, guys. Appreciate it as always. All right, you as well. Uh, John Schmelk uh, joining us here as he does uh, every week, one day late because we didn't have a, a show yesterday. But we'll take a time out here. We'll switch gears back to SU basketball on the other side. 315-437-7644. Back after this on ESPN Radio.